Welcome to the SBA. We are the Small Business Advisors, bringing you topics that you care about. Today's topic is very interesting. It's work schedules. Now, every entrepreneur out there is going to be dealing with work schedules, whether it's your work schedule or your staff's work schedule. Ryan, I'd like to start with you because you know this from the largest macro scale of your large organizational experience. So how would you manage work schedules at, uh, on your level? Well, work schedules are actually the most important aspect of running your business in a lot of ways. Um, and the thing that we have to keep in mind with work schedules is that, um, you know, is that for a lot of, uh, you know, for a lot of entities, especially small businesses, controlling hours and controlling budgets are critical. Um, so your work schedule must mirror that while also not sacrificing productivity in the process. Um, and finding that balance can be very difficult. And I can tell you from, you know, from experience, it, it's very difficult even with structured payroll systems, structured scheduling systems, um, to be able to. To maintain a uh, to be able to maintain a schedule like that can be very difficult. Um, some of the sometimes the software will do it for you, but if you're not using a software platform, um, you have to make sure that uh, you know that your own scheduling practices mirror the immediate needs of the business. Um, what I've always recommended is a couple of guidelines when it comes to scheduling. First guideline is to always make sure that uh, your schedules are out at least 90 days in advance. Um, doing that helps in the planning in the planning process, but also make sure that your schedule is flexible enough um, that you can pivot and change on a dime. Um, it's necessary to do that quite often in business. You'll see that uh, very often during the busy season, November, December. Um, having flexibility in your work schedule is critical, uh, but make sure that you know how many hours it's going to take within your budget um, to perform the specific tasks that, you're, uh, that your business is tasked with doing. Um, and the better understanding you have of that, um, the better the results that you're going to get with the schedules that you put together. But I would strongly encourage not taking the human element out of it. Do not allow a, uh, a, a software platform or a software architecture to do that for you. There must be a set of eyes on it at all times. I like that you brought that up because that's something that uh, in my property management experience I've had to deal with with managing staff. It's very easy because they use a, a system that essentially is relatively automated. It's up to us, the managers, to keep track of it on not losing that human aspect, which is to your point. Uh, if we let the software run rampage, we'd all be working 80 hours. And, right. uh, and that's another yeah. thing we should bring up is uh, make sure you're aligning the hours to what staff are being applied to, whether they're uh, you know, full-time, part-time, or if they're uh, 1099 versus uh, salary versus wage. Uh, you have to make sure for budgetary purposes is that you're uh, managing those hours to those employees based on their classification. Right. I think there's one big thing that we have to take into consideration, especially today with the flexible schedules, with the demands of uh, the, the demands of millennials and other demographics of, uh, hey, we need flexibility. You need to know where the team members are strongest from a scheduling standpoint. If you have somebody who's traditionally a night owl and you say, hey, I'm gonna put you in the early morning shift, the efficacy drops, right? They're just not as productive and they don't like it. So you have to get ownership from your team members. They need to say, I really wanna work from 10 to six. I really wanna work from, you know, from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. And align that, get them to get ownership and give them enough notice. Now in reality, people do get sick, People do have family emergencies. People do want paid vacation. And, and so you need to be very flexible. So the one critical thing, and we did do a show prior to this, um, it, the one critical thing is job rotation. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure everybody is trained. If one of your team leaders is gone, one of your experts is gone, um, your, your whole 
business for that shift could crumble. So instead, everybody gets cross-trained. Mm-hmm. They're in a job for a month, you rotate them out, put them in a job for another month until everybody knows every single function of that business. It's even if you have a factory, get a person from the assembly floor, this is what I did, from the factory floor, we brought them into the office. Because you're going to have the typical stuff when it comes to scheduling and just, just, um, just the way that the business actually operates, you're going to have people saying, well, you have it easy when you're sitting at a desk. You don't know what I'm experiencing on the floor or in the warehouse. This way, if they're coming in for a day of review, you have a completely different dynamic in that factory, a respect. And then office people are rotating out to the factory to learn it. And you've experienced it, you've experienced it firsthand mm-hmm. also with your business, Talia. Uh-huh. So t- t- tell us in your situation, because this is unique. I ran a multinational company. You've done operations management. You've worked with team members all across the board, uh, Robert. But Talia, with you, you're, you're a one-man show, right? How does, how does that work from a scheduling standpoint? And how, what, what advice could you offer small business owners? I do have some set hours with my business, but I also have a flexibility with it as well. My salon is open, well, was open up until we decided to start recording this podcast. It was open from 11 to 7, Tuesday through Friday. And Saturdays, I was open from 10 to 6. Wow. So you curated all these hours because you have the flexibility on that. And so you were able yes. to meet the demands of your business with your schedule. So that's something we should emphasize. Make sure if you're uh, you know, an entrepreneur who's uh, building their own work and it, we, this, you're not doing this work if you're not passionate about it. And so like we've talked about previously on the show, it, you're passionate about it. So you just want to put all of your hours into yeah, it. Exactly. But make sure you don't lose yourself in this. And there, there is a balancing act on that. Talia, can you talk about that balancing act? Well, what's nice about it is that to me, coming into work has never been like I'm going into work. It's always a fun time. My clients always make my experience just as enjoyable as I make theirs. So it's always a really fun moment. And so for me, it's not really even work. It's like Mm -hmm. I'm going in to have some fun, hang out with some friends for a few hours while I help boost their confidence by making them feel better about themselves Mm -hmm. by the time a visit is over. And so there's been times when I've gone in at 9 a.m. and I don't get out until 11 o'clock at night. And it it just happens that way. Then it doesn't really bother me. Because, yeah, I'm tired when I get home. I'm exhausted and I'm ready to raid my kitchen. But <laughs> it's but better than the bar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that happens too sometimes. Yeah. Well, sometimes you need that, right? <laughs> but overall, I am able to balance it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think about creating like a bid system? Because mm-hmm. you know there are there are opportunities out there for your business. It's not just a mandate, right? It's not about you going to your team members and saying this is your schedule no matter what. I mean, sometimes you're going to have to take control. Sometimes you're going to have to, as the entrepreneur, say we need to fill this shift. This is what we're going to do. But what do you think about bidding? What do you think about premium pay for mm-hmm. when you're talking about schedules? Hey, if you worked a night shift. 
um, you get this extra pay. Or if you work these weird hours or longer hours, this is another bump in pay besides overtime. Well, it's essential for um, you know for corporations and for and for small businesses that have overnight operations, whether it be overnight retail or also for that matter overnight operations. Um, it, it's critical for those entities specifically um, to make sure that uh, to make sure that they fully understand that hey, you know what, um, these positions may be more difficult to fill. Um, so therefore, yes, I may have to consider premium pay or I may have to consider bonuses as well. Um, you know, bonuses are a great way to uh, to incentivize overnight workers and. Uh, um, there's some uh, there's some companies out there, large larger uh, big box companies that do that very well, and those models are adaptable to all skills of business. You know what I really liked, RC, what you said earlier. Even though you're putting these schedules together, and, and Talia alluded to it with her business or said it with her business as well, it all has to work around your customers' demands and requirements, mm -hmm. right? So I have a lot of clients that will work the mornings and then have the afternoons free. And so what I did was I purposely scheduled my time around their working hours. Right, mm -hmm. you know, also thinking about out of the box, because if you look at case studies and history, businesses have to do things that they'd never planned for, right, throughout the last decade and everything else. Um, also with you, Talia, I noticed that there were some circumstances that came up where you physically went to people's homes to, mm -hmm. to provide your service to them because they would not come out of their house. What, what, what do you think about that importance of flexibility with, with small business owners? I think it really, really helps. If you're able to make it happen, it helps to improve your rapport, not just with their clients, but with their own friends and their friends and their friends. Right. It makes it a lot more comfortable for them. Mm -hmm. And the I, strength of that mouth-to-mouth uh, -mouth, you know, marketing right there, right. talking about the strength yeah. of marketing, mouth-to-mouth -mouth by far is the strongest as far as getting reliable new uh, uh, customers in. Absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah. One of the keys when we're talking about scheduling that we, we always need, we talked about job, uh, you know, like cross, crossing over, mm -hmm. right, from a, from a training standpoint, is have a rover. So in your business, whether it's an office, it's a hair salon, it's a pizza parlor, whatever, individuals are cross-trained, so they're learning all these other jobs. Have one extra person that overlaps a shift. So if you have an eight, if you have an 8 a.m. to a noon shift, and then a noon to six, you have a 10 to four shift that comes in. So if a person is sick, if a person's absent, that rover jumps in who's been cross-trained. It's not killing you on a labor hour standpoint, but you have that redundancy to protect yourself because that's the killer. For a small business, you lose a, you lose a person for work. You may lose, in a case, 20% of your income because you, you don't have services being provided, right? Well, yeah, that's exactly right. And downtime, especially in a small business, is much greater of an opportunity cost uh, to bear than it is to have an extra person on payroll. Um, I would rather take the hit in payroll um, you know, to save ourselves from the potential of not having that productivity period. Absolutely. So it's absolutely essential. And, and there's something that I've seen where um, this rover, as you used them, we use the term floater, yep. is more mm -hmm. often than not is the manager on staff. Correct. And I would caution against that uh, because now if your manager's down, man, that house just falls, right? Yeah. It just crumbles. Well, I strongly agree with you. You don't, you don't necessarily want, especially your top level managers, to be performing that type of duty. Um, and in a smaller organization, 
organization, maybe you can get away with it. But as your organization scales, you're going to have to go away from that. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, and I love this. So one of the things when we're talking about floaters and managers and, and job rotation and cross-training, one of the things that you always want to look at as a, from a small business standpoint, rotate that schedule mm -hmm. for fairness. Because yeah. one problem that small businesses are faced with is nepotism. And saying, mm -hmm. you know, you treat that person better than you treat me. Because they're always getting the premium job time from 8 o'clock until 5 o'clock. So you eliminate that, that discussion and argument. So you say, hey, for three months, you're going to work this schedule. The next three months, you're going to work this later undesirable schedule. Your pay is going to go up $2 an hour. And we're gonna, you're going to get bonus that. You don't adjust their pay. And that's a critical part. You don't want to pay them per hour then adjust their paycheck again uh, on an hourly basis. Instead, you want to bonus them. For each hour you've worked for 40, you know, 40 hours a week, I'm giving you an $80 bonus per week for working the next 12 weeks. Right. And then you have buy-in because now they're making a little extra money. Everybody's being rotated. You're not accused of anything. Yeah, I love the concept of rotating. Mm -hmm. uh, for like in property management, we have uh, a floating Saturday. Right. Everyone has to work a Saturday. There's four staff, four Saturdays generally in the month. Perfect. Boom, it lines up very easily. But for larger organizations, Ryan, that'd be way more complicated to make an easy cycle that's fair and it treats everyone on the same level. Correct, but bonuses do one critical thing when you when you have a rotating schedule, right? What bonuses do is they prevent the they prevent an unfixed cost, which is overtime. Overtime is something that can uh, that can absolutely decimate uh, your budget, and being able to control that is so critical. And the best way to do that is with structured bonuses. Bonuses are fixed amounts. Overtime is never fixed. It might be you know it, it might be 15 hours one week. It might be 25 hours another week for you know for another person. Um, and the higher that you get on the pay scale, um, the more of an opportunity cost it's going to become at one and a half times that person's uh, that person's average hourly rate. Um, so all businesses. All scales, all sizes have to be very cognizant of that. Um, and the best way to do it is with bonuses. And the thing is, with bonuses, you got so much flexibility, right? You could pay them out weekly. You could pay them out bi-weekly. You could do it monthly. I mean, you could have um, you could have rolling bonuses, which I think is a great concept. I'm sure we'll tackle that in a later episode. But uh, um, but bonuses definitely make a difference. So. Job Creators Network talks about knowing your turnkey costs, and I know we'll have an episode about that and we've some viewer comments about it. So when you have a cost for your business when you put the key in. So one of the things that Ryan was just talking about, which is important, is controlling your salary and your pay with overtime. You have to really watch that. And that's one of the things that goes to your turnkey cost. The higher that key is a turn to open up your door, the, the less margin or profit you're going to make at the end of the day, even though you're taking all the risks. So you have to watch out on that risk side. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that's a good way to, to end off. Yeah, so uh, final thoughts. Yeah, manage your budget. Make sure you don't lose the human aspect of it. Be fair, be consistent. And with that, we are the SBA. This is the uh, Small Business Advisors bringing you content that you care about. Thank you for like, sharing, and subscribing. Please comment down below. Is there anything we didn't cover that you would like for us to cover on this topic? Is there another topic we haven't covered yet? Let us know. With that, we'll see you in the next episode.